Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard, and I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Boys. Yeah. Oh, the boys are here. They're nervous. They're calm. <laughs> Boysies. Get rarer. Why is this happening to me? Me. We're not getting Maccas and you can blame my son. <laughs> Get a few today, did you? It's great to contractually be obliged to be here. <laughs> is anyone going to listen to this or what? No, I actually don't know what, what happens in third grade. <laughs> you either get moved, get in the shower, or we're throwing all your quick gear in, bro. No chance I'm going to bowl you. 19th century Pax Britannica. Well, if you didn't have World Cup fever before, I guarantee you have been stricken down by the greatest of all things, World Cup fever, India, Pakistan, Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand. Joss Inglis out, Cam Green in, big old shocker, England, are they the favourites? The rest of the World Cup, of course, hey, Faf Duplessis got a new book out, a bit going on, we're talking about sandpaper all over again, the Sheffield Shield, the WBBL, hashtag RCDC, there is so much to talk about on this show, and it's all brought to you by Budgie Smuggler, who are dipping the toe in the water of uh, a new underwear range. You know, we love Budgie Smuggler. They have been with us from the beginning and it's very important to remember where you've come from despite people thinking, hey lads, you've changed now that you've enjoyed possibly the greatest game of cricket I've ever seen in my entire life. That's weird. Don't do that anymore. Stay true to who you are. Sam Perry, welcome. Do you want to start with the greatest game you've ever seen in your life or do you want to do some uh, some stuff, sort of uh, thanking some people, giving some new uh, information about tour dates, uh, it's lids and... Uh, I want to do it all. I want to do it all. I want to do it, it right it now. You want it now. <laughs> let's, let's jump in a little bit. I want to raise the, the question of like whether that game last night was cared about by Aussies. <laughs> Did it mean anything? Did it mean anything? <laughs> we just have a great ability to not give a fuck about anyone else really. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. I don't mean everybody. No, I don't well, mean everybody, but, you there, know. There's a difference between, like, caring about the team you support. Yeah. Which is, of course, good. And not giving a fuck about anyone else. Mm. <laughs> there is there is a difference. Last night, what we witnessed, Pez, and we're still coming down from the high of that, Um was it was uh it's difficult to put into words because there's nothing even like remotely close to anything that i've experienced in cricket and we've been very privileged to experience fucking heaps of cool shit ashes games home and away close wins uh, you know odi world cups wins there like um uh hat tricks on birthdays um but that was fuck i've just i've never experienced chills in a sports stadium before i I, I literally never experienced that um I was lucky enough to go to the Socceroos um, World Cup oh, qualifier sick. Against, against Uruguay. And uh, I just remember the word that was used after that. It was just on radio. Someone described the atmosphere as primal. And I haven't experienced 
anything that's come close to that mm. Uh, mm. until last night. And it feels like anything, like whether you like, – like comparison is the thief of all joy, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was different. India-Pakistan's different to, to football World Cups and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's just up there. Uh, whatever last night was, it mm. was just sensational, mm. uh, un- unforgettable, a special memory. It's what? What else can you say? It's grandkids' shit. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's it is certainly less than twenty four hours. In fact, it's less than twelve hours ago. Um, than when we actually posted that, we posted that at about three in the morning Australia time. Uh, so if you want that reaction, you've probably already watched on YouTube. You might be list- you've already already listened to the audio on Patreon, and indeed, Patreon is where you get the exclusive audio to all of our World Cup daily shows, of which we're doing twenty five. I think during the course of the World Cup, it's almost every single game. It's not every game, but it's almost every game. It's definitely all the games involving Pakistan, India, Australia, and England. Uh, I mean, some other games as well, plus side of which we were outside the ground of the MCG yesterday talking to those fans outside. That was a, that was a scene in itself. Never seen anything like that outside a cricket ground. Mm. Um, one game in twos, actually, now that I think about it. One yeah, game in we twos. had a very venomous game at Raven once <laughs> uh, where the, the electricity was uh, was live on the field. <laughs> it was just live wires. Were live wires. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Always harsh on Campbell Town. <laughs> it's not fair. Oh, hey, it's a lime just, wire. That's, you, a, that's a separate you, thing. You're a great host. You're able to move the show on. But I want to pick up where you just said before with, with the show being posted. A shout out to, and you know, you'll be uncomfortable with this, but a shout out to Ian Higgins. I won't keep eye contact with you while I say this. God. Uh, we recorded at 1.30 a.m. There's no sympathy. We have a great job and we're really grateful for it. People make it happen. Others make it happen. Uh, but uh, after finishing recording, Higo stayed up till <clears throat> 3.30, 4 o'clock, uh, 4 a.m., getting that video out uh, and just – just a shout out to you. Um, oh, thanks, mate. Uh, for that. And, and you know, th- there's a lot of unseen stuff that goes on there. It's not the time to pat on the back, but I think that's that's nice thing to say. He goes, he's oh, behind thanks, all that sort oh, of that, shit. That's, that's very nice. Well, I mean, we're only just getting started. Um, it feels like this World Cup's been going on for a while because we've been jam-packed with stuff, which is really exciting for us. But, um, of course, I want to th- I want to thank as well people who left really nice comments, uh, text messages, DMs, whatever, uh, for our interview with Harsha Bogle last yeah. week and also Zamps in bed. Mm. Um, sorry for those who got really triggered by us wearing shoes on the bed. Mm. Um, we have been You've been up nights, no doubt, uh, thinking about that. But mm. uh, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Oh, just generally sorry about any error. That's <laughs> sorry made, about any know, error. So sorry yep. about triggering anything that's incorrect or wrong. And, and every time we do, we will delete the video or change it to suit your specific needs. Well, last last night we uh, we actually forgot about Coley scoring a two in the final over, uh, and yeah. there was there was probably eighty five comments uh, just on that. So yeah. you know, one mistake, even though that was uh, recorded at uh, about one thirty a.m. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, enough about that. Me fans are stupid pigs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, <laughs> with the Adam Zampa video. Um, part of that was to launch uh, the Get Rarer Lids, of yeah. which I'm holding up right now. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, the Get Rarer Lids uh, in collab with uh, Australia's premier leg spinner, Adam Zampa. You can get that at greatcricket.com. You go to the shop there. There's also all our merchandise thus far. More to come there. Um, oh, they're, they're genuinely, though, they're, that's hotcake stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's stuff. But it, it, yeah, it, they're, yeah. they're nearly at the door. Yeah. Uh, I would get in quick if I was somebody in the market for it, which I'm not. Um, <laughs> And how do you I've speak for those people? One. It's a good hat uh, um, uh, as in, in the sense that uh, firstly, it's made from sustainable materials and stuff and you're supporting some good shit there. But also, uh, if you are a connoisseur of lids as I am due to being fo- follically challenged, uh, it's a deep hat too. It gets, a, it gets around the, uh, the old cue ball there and yep. uh, you'll, you'll enjoy it as a lid wearing experience. 
Um, also, I want to say uh, a thank you to the LBW Trust. We flew to Sydney on Friday to host the charity event, the LBW Trust, of which there are many dignitaries in that room and a couple of coats from the internet. We were also very uh, privileged to speak to uh, one of Australia's greatest athletes, um, past and present, uh, Madison Di Rosario. Uh, who spoke very eloquently, and we were very privileged to interview her on stage. So that was a great honor for us to to host that event. Um, as and I said, thank you to LBW Trust who connected us with Harsha as well. That Harsha interview doesn't happen without them anyway. It says lift the old hood, see how the sausage is made there. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, come on, get on with it. How, how yeah. did Cam Green get in the squad? Yeah, good point. Um, okay, just one final thing, one final thing mm. for Patreon. I know we bang on about it a little bit, but um, but there are live show dates announcing. Uh, being announced this week. Now, the Melbourne show, which is happening next Wednesday, that sold out in half an hour. More than half of those tickets were sold through Patreon and patrons get sorry, patrons get early access to live shows. Now, the dates for our national tour this summer are being announced this week. Yeah, Wednesday or Thursday. Will be announced. Now, if you're on Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash great cricketer. Uh, you get early access mm. uh, and priority to those tickets. I recommend if you fancy coming to a show, if you're going to one of the test matches this year, which is when uh, broadly when those dates will, are going to be around for the cities, uh, as, as we've done in the years previous, you're going to jump on Patreon. You get hashtag RCDC Fridays, of course. You also get the Hall of Fame for hashtag RCDCs. You get all the audio exclusively for Patreon for all, for all our World Cup, World Cup shows. Uh, it's all there. So if you fancy it, if you want to bring your friends along as well, it's on Patreon. Please join us there if you fancy it. And if you don't, don't worry about it. Might be pretty interested to learn of a couple of guests as well this time around. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a couple of heavy hitters there. A couple of guests floating around. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. okay. Let's, let's start with this game last night. Now, Pez and I were obviously very lucky to actually be at the ground, um, and it was just fucking it – was, it was a life event. I mean, that, that was a life event. Um, uh, where do you want to start? I mean, I guess Pakistan made 159. <laughs> like, the scores almost seem ridiculous to the, the innings – the innings of a lifetime. Vrat Kohli has said this morning that it's his best T20 innings ever because of the magnitude and the situation. I think they were five for 32. They were certainly five for 44. It's five for 30 something after about four overs. They were miles behind in the game, chasing 159. Kohli finishes 83 off 52. I don't have the numbers in front of me. It's something like that. They're you know, three, all, they're three now. All, all yeah. these, all these numbers seem, all these numbers seem ridiculous. Just in the in the notion that they were three down. You're right. No, no, because Axa, Axa came in early, didn't he? So, so he came in at five, then yeah, he was out. He so was then out. Was Pandya yeah, and Coley yeah. at four. It's lucky Coley yeah. actually won them the game because he actually burnt Axa up until a big time. Oh, yeah. And uh, he missed that run out at the start. I didn't think it was a perfect game at all. <laughs> you know, just saying all these numbers, but like it's just actually ridiculous because the, you know, it's it's one of these games where he should have got 100 to make it actually the perfect innings. But I mean, whatever the numbers are in the game, it was just the most remarkable innings. <laughs> flawless in a way. Was it flaw? It was, no, it was he's, chanceless. He's, he's, he struggled early, you know. He, he, but, uh, I don't know if he struggled as a matter of just, just keeping the game, making it go as deep as possible. Pakistan were, were great. They were know, fantastic. For, for, for that amount of time. And uh, really should have won the game. Yeah, they should have won the game. Except for one bloke. It was just one of those games where like, the, the India looked dead and buried for the large majority of it. You know, it was a new ball wicket. Pakistan shaded India for the new ball, I think, in both innings, uh, if you compare both innings. And Kohli and Pandya were trying to reconstruct something. Mm -hmm. Pandya was lacking fluency almost the entire innings. Pakistan's quicks were, were, were quicker than India's. 
at, at one point in the game, Nazim Shah and Harris Ralph looked not not unplayable, but no one was able to get them away. So it was lightning, wasn't it? It was. It was, it was quick. And, and and then they settled into a pattern of uh, bowling, you know, off speed into the wicket. The 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 square boundary of the MCG are just gargantuan. Yep. They stationed four blokes out there, and India could not find the boundary for love nor money, and they attempted both. Um, <laughs> it's an allegation. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and then Coley went into God mode out of nowhere, you mm. know, first time in a couple of years. But we saw, and that was the privilege really, Wondered whether God mode had, had had left Coley in some way. Of course, he was always going to be able to eke out excellent contributions for his country as we head into a career that's closer to the finish than the start. That's what you meant to say, so you, you know you don't say someone's about to retire or anything like that. But like Finchie's going to smoke him the next yeah. game. <laughs> Come to that. But uh, he, he actually he actually he actually he worked his way back into God mode, and uh, it was just a sight to behold. Mm. I just want to say with the game like. It, 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 Coley greatness is the thing you'll tell grandkids about, but the thing I can't really get over is the um, is is what the fans brought. You mm. know, like the the fans is that piece of the game that's like you're at the MCG, mm. and um, look, I'm sure this, I'm sure he won't mind us saying this, yeah, right? Yeah, but pe- sure. people will understand, um, if you, especially if you if you're a footy person, a, a Victorian footy person, and and, and welcome back to the show, west of there. Um, <laughs> But we ran into um, Gerald Waitley at the press box. Gerald. And, uh, <laughs> Gerald, sorry. Gerald there was someone Wheatley. else in the press box there who called him <laughs> Gerald Wheatley. Uh, he, which, whichever way you'd, you like to do it. Oh, I prefer to call him his name, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Uh, we, bunched, we bumped into him and um, I, I said something to the effect of like, yeah, it's got to rank, it's got to rank highly you know, for you, doesn't it? And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, this is a guy that's he's probably seen a couple of... He's seen some shit. Couple, seen a couple of sports yeah, and he's, yeah. he... he uh, I'm sure he won't mind saying, but he's look. It has to be among the greatest, um, you know, the greatest events at the and, and sporting occurrences at the MCG at this ground. You yeah, know? it was it was it was like it was being blessed. Mm. You know, so and it's just so funny as I say this, man. I mean, it doesn't. We don't need to sully the excellence of the occasion, but like this, uh, this thing that sits in the back of my mind of like, oh, if we spend this amount of time talking about it, a, a great moment in Indian cricket, like, is there going to be this sort of, um, d- you know? this kind of silent backlash from others who aren't from India going, oh, why are you talking about this? But, I but think there will be, yeah, I think there will be. But in and of it, I mean, how can you go past, it ended up being 90,000 at the MCG. Yeah, yeah. It was just a sea of green and mm-hmm. blue, probably 65, 35, I reckon, for the crowd. Yeah. You know, never seen a scenario where, like, you know, India hits a boundary and everyone in blue goes up and then Pakistan does something good and, and you think everyone in the crowd is in blue and then all this green goes up. And, it's, and they're all sitting amongst each other. It's the loudest all you've heard. Yeah. It's only 35% of the crowd. Yeah. And they, the DJ got it right. They had Pakistani songs. Indian Mate, songs. no one's talking about the DJ. B- got it right, DJ's I thought. DJ's had a great time. <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, they're, they're, they're dancing with all their songs, every ball. And it's like, you know, in Australia, it's like you hear low guttural roars from blokes, you yeah. know, with beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this game, no one was at the bar. Mate, yeah, the, the, that, the bar that, that was fucking empty. Yeah. Like, there was some bales of hay going through. <laughs> Absolutely day out. No line for the bar. Don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my experience of going to the cricket as a young person up until probably recently would be you go to the cricket to watch this to watch the cricket at the on the TV at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Who's like, come out, fuck, he's good, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Too much, too much, too. Thanks. Yeah. 
Five cougars, thanks. Thanks for making those. Um, hey, that, uh, I, that that woman from that ad actually. Um, there's a little story about that at uh, at school. That woman's I, name. I didn't know. I didn't know her name, but um, I went to uh, I for 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 various reasons. I had to attend the um, the year twelve formal when I was in year eleven mm-hmm. at our school. So mm-hmm. it was a year above me, mm-hmm. and you had to. <laughs> what I did, it was it was a requirement, but uh, one. <laughs> one one guy who didn't have a date <laughs> turned up with an escort. <laughs> she may not have been escorted, but it was the five cougars first. <laughs> Do you imagine the, the school? I just forgot that that is. But that was like his crowning moment. Like it was the funniest thing he'd ever done. <laughs> this, you know, absolute bombshell turns up to the formal. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the talk of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh, you know, I mean, couple of couple of boys, 15, 16, 17 years of age. Oh, that pretty is pretty unbelievable. And she's off the five cougars. Unbelievable. Thanks, See you uh, later. So you just reminded me of that. Rolls and, up uh, with a Ford Escort. Oh, mate. See was, you later. It was uh, well. You know, a mutual funny. mutual friend of ours. Uh, he married a really good friend of mine, lady. Really? Know. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah, right. A really good family. <laughs> he's, he's, funny, he's, he's a funny he's, guy. He's a, oh, Betty, yeah, oh, yeah. Betty is. <laughs> I just want to know he's got on the internet. Just gone. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh, he's got blonde. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Cole, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, a mutual friend of ours uh, went to his uh, Utah formal with um, Jackie O. As in, oh, as in oh, not, not, not Jackie O'Nassis, but, yeah, um, well, but, very dignified. but Jackie O of Kyle and Jackie mm. O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as like a, you call it the radio station, sort of that, like it was, oh, a, nice. it, was a, it was a thing. Anyway, um, what happened in this game? Yeah, Cole, I guess Cole is good. Um, I mean, it bodes nice. I mean, that, that group does look a little bit more skewed towards India and Pakistan going through, though South Africa are in that group as well. And, you know, they, they won four out of five games last World Cup and they didn't make it through on that run rate. The, the loss to Australia was the only one they had last World Cup. Right. You feel like they've got good players, certainly got a, got, got a good bowling attack. I mean, the, the, the game against um, Pakistan for South Africa, I mean, that, that is just... That is just some serious quick pace, and that uh, I'm not sure where, mm. where they play against each other. But um, yeah, you know, at the beginning of this game, Pez, there was talk about how how the wicket was no good for a T20 game. You know, Rizwan got hit in hand early, was going through the chest. I was fucking excited. I was I was I was half mast for most of that game. Mm. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was it was electric. But, you know, that actually sort of provided provided some of the spice of it as well. You know, it allowed Pakistan to get into the game. It it, it it rewarded good batting as well. It rewarded patient batting in the end. You know, a, a master player playing one of his greatest ever innings was able to do that, even despite the wicket being difficult. But it, it's all—it sort of all added to the occasion. I agree with That's you, though, point. mate. Like the um, the fan experience, obviously, that we were just fans as well, being there. We, I mean, I guess we're doing some work, but like we're um, yeah. The fan experience was just that. That's 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 the thing I'll never ever forget like that experience of like the sheer joy. I didn't I didn't see any hostility or anything. I actually, no I actually saw a lot of. A meshing of, of mm. teams. It wasn't like segre- it wasn't fucking Galatasaray away. Mm. Um, we put it. We put a clip out re- just on YouTube, sort of covering a couple of interviews with fans outside the ground. Interviews and, uh, is, is, is a yes, generous yes, term. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> arm out of form. You know, like, <laughs> but uh, there was one moment. I don't think it made the final cut. There was one moment where the Pakistanis and Indians came together and like they was they were yelling things at each other yeah. in a language I didn't understand. I'm yeah, holding yeah. the microphone. I'm like, oh, is, is this get, is this getting hairy or what? <laughs> yeah, I might have just been saying off speed was the go. Yeah, that's right. You know? That's right. Uh, but uh, 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, it, 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 was, it was a fun. cultural experience, really, and it was it was it's always amazing in, in your own country mm. to watch two other countries show how they enjoy <clears throat> the game of cricket that they mm. love. It's it's not as wrapped up in mm. a lot of the shit we go on about. Yeah, you know? yeah. But mate, uh, so mate, some guys had, had come from those host countries. Some guys had come from, or some men and women had come from America. Mm, some so guys, much. some guys got the tram. Exactly. <laughs> But it was fucking, so it was mate, it was fucking great. You just saw an Indian guy and you're like, hey, what have you done to get yeah. here? He's like, caught the tram. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brunswick just got the 404 or whatever. Just had some numbers. I got no idea. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's not from numbers. me myself. Yeah. Um, catches public transport. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fucking what a game. All right, let's 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 talk about Australia New Zealand, man. Mm. Um, so a fair bit's happened in the week since we last spoke. Yeah. I suppose it's actually been eight days because we released a podcast earlier because we moved to this new space here, this new studio of, of which we've, you know, half decked out. But, you know, there's been a bit going on ourselves in our lives. So, um, you know, Pat Cummins, the ODI captain. Uh, Josh Inglis was playing a round of golf and then split his hand open um, somehow. And then Cam Graham is <sighs> Miraculously, the backup keeper. So fucking, can we start there? Can we start yeah. there with that? You should. I, I'm happy to feel if you want to go to your car now and bring out a club <laughs> and we literally can go through questioning what happens here. Do you want to do it? I'll feel. Yeah, all right. Yeah, anyway, she looked unbelievable at the formal. I still I still remember it. Uh, and if my wife, Tori, is listening, it's just, it's just real life. I was 15 and... Um, the five Cougars woman turns up to your for, you know, to the formal. You're obviously gonna you're gonna pay attention to that, aren't you? I didn't see the problem. I was young. I was just learning, just learning. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Okay. Uh, now th- right, this what, is this, what, this, what are we looking at? Okay, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to understand this. If you're listening through the years, as a lot of people do, then I'm going to describe what Hugo's is doing. But Hugo's is taking out his club at the moment. Now, I've, I've got a little nine iron here. Yeah, that's right. I mean, should we probably should we should we bring up the actual statement that was made uh, pertaining to his injury, well, or as we'd yeah, like to say, vis a vis his injury? Uh, so yeah. I'll just write Josh Inglis injury statement. <laughs> Ca what was. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay, so from cricket.com.au, the, the headline is, English suffers bizarre injury on golf course. <clears throat> okay. Unusual incident turned relaxing day on the fairways into minor <laughs> medical emergency after backup keeper's golf club snapped clean in his hands. Fuck me. Now, let's, get, bad, let's, let's, let's scroll down to the... Um, Let's scroll down to the quotes. Yeah. Uh, that's the, okay. So Matt, they, they roll out Matt Wade on cricket.com.au. Oh, Wadey. Yeah. So that's not, that's not explaining it at all. And then there's nothing, there's nothing in there. Inglis was severe, was left with a severely cut hand after the handle of the club he was swinging snapped upon impact. Okay. While he was playing golf at the New South Wales Golf Club on Botany Bay's northern oh, headland. Beautiful club. Beautiful so club. So on impact. Presumably okay. I mean impact with the ball. Right, here you go, here yeah. goes. Now people are going to be looking at your swing. Yeah, 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 like, whatever. Yeah. So we need to say oh, fucking internet nonsense. But oh, here we go. Um, so, so you got your backswing. That's nice. Yeah, you pull it back. You're on plane there too. That's yeah, nice to see. So, so thank you. The uh, he goes just said if you didn't hear, he's been doing some mirror work recently. I can I can believe that. Uh, now. You can't get a full swing. In. You can't get a full swing, but also uh, so, so impact. Now the club snaps clean. clean. Now what kind of movement or direction of the club do things happened on impact? So you'd think it's the club digging into the ground, yeah. Right? Has he fucking shanked it? Well, he has. I mean, that's how, how does a club snap? It's not surely on impact with the ball. He's just hit it that well. The club just can't deal with the sheer speed of his hands. Oh, Fast see. hands. Oh, so he's fucking chunked it. 
He's, he's fucking chunked it big time, so he's mm. whacked the that that's how mm. I can I can now buy into this a little bit more. Okay. Okay. So he's like, okay. So he's he's fucking chunked it. He's fucking chunk city. Yeah. USA. Yeah. Chunk city, USA. Okay. So Speak up, please. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it hits the ground. And yeah. The club at the point where he's holding the club with his yeah. right hand, yes. bottom hand, because he bats yeah. right hand and writes right hand. And he's, he's this saying, is a JFK movie. Right hands taped up. Yeah. yeah. Back and to the left. Yeah. Has snapped off from where. He must have but how badly has he shanked it? He must have like has he been hit a fucking rock? But it was on a, it was teeing off on a par three, wasn't he? Yeah, but none, all of these details were omitted, like or, or yeah. not included that he hit a rock or something yeah. like that. I mean, the, the, the truth is that he wasn't even playing golf that day, probably. <laughs> okay, so it's then snapped in his right hand to the point where where the grip is, by the way. So the, it's where the grip is on the club. Yeah, because like right-handed, a, rubber, a rubbery yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's snapped off and it's cut his hand so badly that there must but be. But his hand is still on the club. His like, hand like, must be still on the club. But it must, like, it must, it must have snapped in like in the middle of where his right hand was. Has to be. Has to be. Have you ever heard of that in golf? Like I've never heard of that. Yeah. Also, if it's if a club if a club head snaps, it's like on the actual on um, the on the face on of the, the club. Face of it, yeah, not like at the I've, handle. I've seen this bit go before. I've seen I mean, that plenty of times. You know. They've had three weeks to concoct this, obviously, and someone must have gone, I remember an injury that a friend of mine had where they did their <laughs> hand. Because you have to get it right. Like, yeah. what kind of injury is it? Um, how do we do it so that no one can actually verify the injury? Hey, it's the perfect timing as well because it was like the day before. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, if anyone does go down, let's yeah. not make a change. Let's leave it all the way to the end of the window. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now it's the wicket keeper, the person we're least likely to use. Yeah. Josh Inglis is the least likely person to be used in the squad. Now, yeah. it is a risky ploy, of course, because if Wade, if something happens to Wade, then then you're in a bit of trouble. Warner yeah. can do it. Apparently, Stark's done some stuff in the past or some yeah. shit. I don't know. Um, but then Stark. but then there's absolutely no regard for like bringing in an Inglis. Uh, sorry, bringing in a Philippe yeah. or any of the other ben keepers. McDermott. Ben McDermott or whatever. Yeah. It's just straight it's just into, into Cam Green. So and then, and then in my mind, say, it makes the whole squad way better. Yeah. I mean- we're still shit, but <laughs> the squad's right. better. The, the player with the least um, chance of playing yep. suffers a bizarre, unverifiable <laughs> injury. Yeah, out in the uh, wilderness. Uh, 24 hours before the World Cup starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Cam Green's in. It mm. is, it's like, I mean... All of George Bailey and Andrew McDonald's Christmases came at once. You know, they when English calls them blood fucking streaming from his hand. Yeah. McDonald's playing in the group behind, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, you know, tendons hanging out of his hand, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McDonald must be going like, ah, oh, bad luck, mate. Oh. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's really crueled your dream. Grainy. Yeah, great. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they were doing a seance. You and know, you know and it's, I also, I it's love- also a perfect injury, Pez, because yeah. he doesn't have to walk with a limp. He didn't do an Achilles or a that's hamstring. Right. You just tape up the hands. That's right. Bam. Bandages fucking everywhere. It's like a fucking uh, a teddy bear. Yep. Uh, a little bandage bear there. That's right. Uh, put, him in a, put him in a little store at the bottom of a hospital. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Purchase him. Now, has Inglis bought into this project so much? He's like, you know what, boys? I'm going to take one for the team. That's right. What's, what, what's, what's more likely? What's mm. more likely? Exactly. Just saying. Yeah. Now, and if, now what if, I love now, even if, more. Yeah, goes, I was going to say, if, if none of this is true and Josh has just had his World Cup dreams shattered, well, mm. then, you know, I apologize. Yeah. Just saying. I'm just saying. I like a conspiracy theory myself. Oh, I, I love that. I love that. Um, nobody in the Australian press appears to care about this. Really? Is this happening? English is just like, wow. People uh, really give a fuck about my uh, performance <laughs> in the World Cup. 
You know, like is it, we're all, we're all complicit. Oh, yeah. Green's in. Yeah, doesn't seem anything suspicious about that injury. <laughs> just the whole, you know, just the old golf club snapping the hands yeah. the no, day the, before, the classic, and Green's in. The classic no problem. Snapping replace, at the top of the club. That's right. Replace the keeper with an all rounder. <laughs> <laughs> Who can open the batting Ball four overs Good fielder Six points in a song Job done <laughs> I really hope this isn't Too insensitive to Josh English uh, I, I I'm just, I'm, I'm, All I'm Josh. saying is All I'm saying is I just want to see a photo mm. of the scar Because he must have stitches So there's going to be a scar on his hand I just want to see the it's, scar yeah, I just want to see just, it Just, just unwrap just, just unwrap your bandage yeah. And just show us No problem <laughs> <laughs> now, none of this matters because Australia is fucking dog shit. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. Flip it up. The opening game, the opening game of the World Cup. We're all excited. New Zealand haven't beat Australia in Australia in any format for 11 years or some shit. Yeah, or some shit. And let me tell you, that was a fucking clinic that the Kiwis put on. They were fantastic. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. Finn Allen. Devin Conway, mm. Williamson played his part as well, mm. and the bowling, Southie, what was it, three for six three or for some six. shit? Yeah, I haven't got any of these numbers in front of me, by the way, so I'm just guessing. But mm. um, but then I, I do have this number, Australia all out for 111, not mm. even close at any point. And, and now it looks like it looks like a hapless team that's been performing inconsistently for two years. That's what it looks I like. But then, you know, shake it tomorrow night, so probably dust then. <laughs> well, it... it it's so fickle, the format. I think Zampa used that word, and it's yeah, so volatile. Yeah, yeah. Any time something happens in a game, you think, oh, okay, that's what that team is, and then they're just liable to do something completely different next time. But, yeah, I mean, at, at what point uh, – like, we're j- joking, saying Australia's building really nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. T20 cricket, you want to be peaking at the right time. Big time. Big there's time. literally no other time to waste for Australia now. They have to be perfect from here on in yes. to make the final. They can't. They must win every game to win the, to yeah, win the tournament. and even then, you know, they're in trouble. And as you, I think as you pointed out, England should Australia get past Sri Lanka who won Mm -hmm. uh, they smashed Ireland Ireland thank you Sri Lanka now with a great net run rate Uh, England interestingly didn't push it despite Afghanistan making a small score Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think the wicket was was tough there as well England stand poised to um, knock Australia out of the MCG on on Friday Uh, so Mitch Marsh has said look well (laughs) we're where we want to be and where we need to be with our backs against the wall (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay but, you know it's, okay. it's, it's kind of like uh you know some people have sexual proclivities where they can only get it up in certain circumstances sure, you know sure, and that's, sure. the, that's the aussie team like man i don't get out of bed unless fucking we're about to be knocked out i i, it's, I need to be choked you know yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I need to be on the edge of fucking yeah, death here to fucking right, feel anything that's right a bag yeah. over me head <laughs> <laughs> I need to be in a hostage situation before I can yeah, get oh, yeah. mate, like, anywhere close. That's what happens with people in cricket. Like, oh, sorry, sorry to do uh, insider stuff. You rock, rock around the press box last night. Some of the luminaries of the game, mm. they're sitting there eating their chicken uh, tikka masala mm. uh, while, like, you know, Shaheen's bowling a Rohit Sharma yeah, yeah, in front yeah. of 100,000. Yeah. He's sitting there quietly. I'll just watch <laughs> it on the box. Because Put AFLW on the screen, Cricket actually. desensitizes you, I think, at that top level, you know. Mm. They're like, they, they see so much of it. Mm-hmm. And maybe the Aussies are like that as well. They can't get up unless there's a bag over their head. <laughs> in cricket terms you know it was a bag over here now boys let's fight let's yeah, rock let's yeah. play now we play like, now, now we, we pl- play now, we, now play. we play well to that end um england have a remarkable opportunity to remarkable they just they just well, have, it is. i mean i'd say it's likely at this point really who is more likely to win the game in the mcg england who have won lots of games they've smashed australia f- Four times in a row, mm. five times in a row. Who's more likely to win? Who's Australia more to win that game. Yeah, Australia. Australia, yeah, yeah. without doubt. That's how things mm. work. Yeah, I mean, but, who but mate, it's at the MCG. 
You know, it's T Twenty Cricket is so interesting in the sense that, like, if you um, squint with any team, you can yeah, kind yeah. of see what you want to see yep. with it. Yeah. And like, if if you squint, you can look at a lot of holes in the Australian side. Like, for example, yeah. In that scenario, they were in where they were chasing a big score. The run rate was increasing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, you, they didn't seem to have a team to be able to repair an innings. You know, mm-hmm. they have they have a batting lineup that. Uh, Water and weight aside, a largely largely get their edge from power hitting, you know, r- rather than kind of uh, the ability to manipulate the field or to take a game deep or to, or put it this way to face forty five to fifty balls in an innings. You mm-hmm. know, like it's not, I'm not saying those guys aren't skillful enough to do it, but they're not known for that. There's a lot of guys, you know, even from Maxwell onwards, who are who more gear their game around, you know. 25 to 30 balls max, that's a great innings for them because they leave with 50-plus runs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they needed someone there who could do that. Smith's a guy on the side who does that, though he just, you know, he the, the game kind of looks looks to have oh, so passed him by. He's got great skills. But interestingly, like, they, their, their only chance to win that game, I felt, was to was to take it deep and try and be perfect in the last four overs. Yeah, but yeah. they didn't have guys who could take it deep. That's what Coley did last night with Big Pandya. Exactly. So... But that's just me squinting, going, well, here's one problem with the, with the side. They seem a bit kind of uh, power heavy, but that's what happens when you lose. And then you look at, you look at the bowlers, uh, it's, it's just data and fact to say that, you know, Cummins seems to leak <laughs> and, go, and go at a fair few runs and over and has for quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, M- Mitchell Stark hasn't really moved the ball or hit his Yorker for quite a while. He did have a good game against the West yeah. Indies. I think yeah. he took four far, though, yeah. in the West Indies. I mean, uh, but I and he agree. Any okay in this game as well, I think, yeah. I think is a, a, a best, uh, not, not of a bad bunch, but uh, a kind of a non-penetrative um, bunch. Well, they scored 200 in a game that struggled for 110. So, yeah. like, it was, yeah. yeah it's and, so, and so you sort of go, okay, well, th- there's obviously a lot of talent in the side, but... They just they just sort of scraped past the West Indies. They've mm. been dusted by England. Probably would have been three 0 but for a washout. India beat them. Now they've lost to New Zealand, so they kind of lost five on the bounce. Uh, mm. Yeah, you know what? Are, what are we looking at here, boys? Mm, yeah, know? yeah. And uh, show us something. Show us. Yeah, something. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it do, it do, I mean, I completely agree because, like, you look at the Australian players, and you know, first and foremost, which is important, which is actually important to this country these days as well. That like they're an extremely likable team. Every single one of those guys yeah. are extremely likable. Um. But uh, you know, you look at the team, and it, and there are really good players in that team, and like that on their day, they're all really they could, they ma- all match winners, mm. all of them. It does feel like though that the the truth lies in that the captain hasn't been able to hit a ball for two years, the ODI and Test captain is going at tens and has done for about three years. There are better players who um, aren't of the Test match pedigree who mm. would be more suited as other nations fit in. They don't just mm. go for their Test eleven. Mm. Um, and it feels like there are guys who are really out of form and it or it's it doesn't sort of um it's not gelling together for whatever reason. That feels like more like the truth of what is happening. Now, if I'm if I'm those players, especially the captain, he is he is either the best or in the top three best T twenty players Australia has ever had in a in a very new format to be mm. said. But there's be Watson, Warner and Finch. Those mm. are our three best ever players, mm. right? Um and if I'm him, I'm like fuck that. I w- I'm I'm not leaving. Like I'm I'm kicking and screaming. I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's right. He's exactly. But <laughs> it does feel like he should have been put out of his misery a while ago. It should have been taken out of his hand. Like I mean, it's not it's not a dissimilar situation to Owen Morgan, who did decide to leave about six months ago, didn't he? Now, like Finch is going to play these games. So there's no way they're going to change a side. Mm-hmm. They're not going to bring Cameron Green in for this game against England, which is mm-hmm. now going to decide whether Australia even go through. And even if they do, their net run right now is minus four. 
That's how bad they are. Mm. I don't know what that means, but uh, it's bad. It's bad. Mm. It's bad. Now, they, they could smash on. They could smash Sri Lanka. They could smash who the other team is in the group. Um, can't think of the other team. Afghanistan. Teams. Afghanistan. Mm. I don't know. I mm. don't know. I mean, you look at South Africa last year. They went four out of five. They didn't make it through on that run rate. I mean, mm. you can't you can't get pumped by ninety runs in a T twenty game and ex- mm. and expect anything other than like. Well, I mean, to be fair, this is where the team wants to be. So mm. I, I, you know, I retract that. I, was, I was, mate, I suppose like the the defensive uh, finch is there's a like and people who've played cricket will understand this. Doesn't matter what level it is. There are certain players in cricket you where you always feel like everyone else plays better when they're when they're in the team. And that seems to be one defensive Aaron Finch, even as his game has diminished, you know, mm-hmm. probably to put it a little bit mildly. Mm. He's still capable of, um, of, of contributions here or there. I, Mate, I don't I feel like I've seen a, um, yeah. you know, Finch uh, win a game for his country. It looked like he's able to take a team down for a little while. Uh, it's not to say that he can't be kind of passable in the side. And then on top of that, his captaincy is, is quite respected, it appears. It's hard to make comments on that when you're not in the team. And he's, he's a guy that a lot of people will regularly regularly say make them feel better and play better. For sure, you for know, sure. like bowlers especially say he always backs my plans, he always supports me. He seems to be a really great intermediary between like a lot of the test guys and the and the the alternate alphas, you know, in the in the mm-hmm. ODI side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know that like that 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 matters in cricket, you know, that someone can do that. Except it stops mattering when some of those players are underperforming a bit as well. Yeah. You know, as as it seems as though they are. At the moment the batting lineup looks like They've got a world class player in David Warner. He's world, he'd, he'd be in the world eleven of T Twenty opening batters, yes. uh, and, and if it doesn't come off for him, uh, you know his other mate doesn't seem to be able to pick it up you mm-hmm. know, at the moment, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that places more pressure on David Warner, and in turn that places more pressure on a lot of the other guys like Mitch Marsh and other guys well, who have to come Maxwell in much earlier. Maxwell feels a, yeah. a slot too early mm-hmm. when your openers aren't dominating, yes. and it, so it has a compounding effect. I, I honestly wonder, like. You know, I thought Finch looked quite good at four, uh, well, controlling the game a little bit more, not having as much um, pressure on him with a swinging ball into his pads early on in the power play, coming in at four, being able to have um, the opportunity to go to run a ball and pick it up from there, control an innings and give the power guys a bit later a chance to dominate doing what they do. Uh, I wonder whether, you know, if they sacrifice one of those guys to get Finch down at four or whatever, bring Green into open the batting, uh, might be a little bit of a more balanced lineup for them. You know, that they they have to be perfect, Australia, yeah. now. Yeah. It's gonna, I doubt they'll do what I just said, but it does feel a bit – it just feels a bit out. Absolutely. And then it's like – I mean, the captain has to play. They're not going to change the captain. Mm. So, like, you know, I'm fucking riding every single ball he faces now because I just want him to succeed so much mm. because I want my team to win and I mm. want him to win. Yeah. Um, and he's going to play. So, therefore, I'm just like, I fucking hope he hits every ball for six. And when he hit bolt for six over mm. uh, over cow, I was like, fucking, here we go, baby. Uh, you know, but it's, but it is it is. You look at um, you look at every um, bi- like big nation. If I can be um, prejudiced like that. Mm. And all their openers can win them a game, opening yeah. the batting. And even like Finn Allen, for instance, just took the game away from Australia mm. in the first few overs. Now Finch can't do that anymore. What mm, if doesn't. he if he can? He hasn't done it a long time. Mm. Um, and uh, that's that's Finn Allen, Devin Conway, Bubba Azam, Rizwan, Hales, Butler, KL Rahul. Okay, he's gone through a rough trot. Rohit Sharma. You know, there's it, okay. He's better player than Bavuma, Quinton the Cock, though. Like I mean, there's there's uh. There are a number of there are a number of players that I think um, that that are all ahead of mm. of the Australian captain, and it's just like, well, it's I don't know, uh. it just it, it doesn't feel right, unfortunately. Mm. But like, but 
It's, it's, a, it's a selector and coach issue. I think a, a captain's entitled to hang on as long as... I'm not, I'm not, as much I've got, as got nothing against him. Oh, no, you're not saying yeah. that. I just want yeah, to yeah. clarify that. You yeah, know? Yeah. And, and we may learn that Finch is a guy that needs a bag over his head sexually. <laughs> and, he's, and, he's, and, and the bag's over his head, you know? The bag's over all of their head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their collective head. Mm-hmm. And let's see if it gets them horny. Yeah. It just... It just say, it, you know, like if Australia loses one more game, then it's just all going to seem so obvious. Like, what the fuck are we doing? I yeah. mean, and then, and also, how did that, how did last year happen? How did that happen? As Marsh <laughs> said, back to the wall, bag over the head. Let's go, baby. Let's see. <laughs> well, in the meantime, I mean, we should we should have spent more time talking about New Zealand, shouldn't we? Because once again, they look like oh, a dangerous really? outfit in a in a in a big tournament. Lock them in for a semi. Lock them in for One a up semi. The bum, though, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to see how they fuck this one up. Um, they've won one game. Fuck it mm. up. That's really harsh. Um, you know, guys. but they they look good. They look good. Excellent bowling attack. Nice bounce out. Ish Sodi bought some mm, good over. Santa. Santa. Yeah. Middle order got some power there. Glenn Phillips didn't get, didn't do much um, the other night, but uh, but he's got some power. Chapman mm, played. That, yeah, yeah. Fuck the feeling yeah. was outrageous. Feeling was outrageous. And Cam Williamson also, almost looks like. Um, he could be on the chopping block as well somehow, you know, like he yeah. does, I mean, even though he played an important innings, a sort of runner ball-ish towards the end. But look, New Zealand, they can always do some stuff, can't they? And that bowling yeah. attack, if well it's swinging, fuck me. Well said. All right, England, Afghanistan. Uh, no, what are we talking about? Yeah, England, Afghanistan. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so New Zealand play Afghanistan Wednesday. Australia playing against Sri Lanka in Perth tomorrow night. That's at 10 p.m. on the East Coast. I mean, fuck me. Australia in Perth uh, on that absolutely lightning wicket yeah. against Sri Lanka. Yeah. I mean, if we can't knock them over, then we're, yeah. you know, see you later. See you bin, later. No bin. Yeah, bin. bin. It's, it's bin. Fucking Next bin. time, USA 24. Let's start. Start the test. Let's start the test. Get Marnus in. A couple of rounds. Right. The Windy done. series looking good. <laughs> um, okay, so Australia, Sri Lanka in Perth tomorrow night uh, in Perth. <laughs> New Zealand, Afghanistan. That's on Wednesday. And then Australia and England is on Friday. Yeah. That's at the MCG. And that does feel like that is that is the uh, that's that's already a semi-final for the yeah. Australian side. Okay, England, Afghanistan. Afghanistan made 112. This is in Perth as well, Optus Stadium, and England got that five down. They had a little bit of a wobble, England, although they got off to a decent enough start thanks to some pretty poor fielding from Afghanistan. On the other on the flip side, England's catching was fucking unreal. We're talking about this on our daily show. Um, on YouTube and, and Patreon. Five absolutely sensational catches. Livingston, Wokes, Court and Bowl, Adil Rashid running back over his head. Moe and Ali took another one. Butler down the leg side. It was fucking clinical. Sam Curran took five for 10 in that game as well. Um, cleaned up the tail really nicely. We, also, we should also say, Pez, that our dear friend Reese Topley um, did his ankle and is out of the World Cup. I think everyone already knows that. He rolled his ankle when landing on the boundary cushion. He did ligament damage. Um, there are so many elements which is really sad for him because obviously, I mean, we had actually heaps of nice messages. I'm not sure if Reese listened to this show, but we had so many nice messages um, uh, about that interview saying that like, you sound like a ripping bloke mm. and, um, and, 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 you know, words to that effect. And um, the hardship that he's been through with, I think, five stress fractures and also his relationship with Australia and uh, it was understood that um, his parents were flying out to Perth right. to come and watch him play. Um, and they were like in the air when I think his injury happened and, uh. you know, all that shit. So um, that is just fucking groom for him. And, and um, you know, he got himself in a position to be a, a really important figure in this side. And, and um, you know, that really sucks. So, um, yeah, I mean, England, uh, you know, it was it was Afghanistan. They're bowling for a cheap total. But, you know, they, they controlled the things that they could control sensationally. And for the most part, I'm talking about the catching there. But, um, I mean, England, Eng- I mean, they seem to be going out of their way to say that we're not the favourites. Uh, to me, they to me they look they look as good as anyone else, oh, if yeah. not the best. They, they look the best. <laughs> I, I think they are favourites. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's fair to say. Mm. I still think Australia's going to win this pretty easily, but... Um, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing how Australia do it for a <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a hell of a journey. You said the same thing when they were 7 for 80 the other night. Yeah, well, I said the same thing when they lost fucking six on the bounce in the West <laughs> Indies and Bangladesh too. That's I wanted true. to win that, so... Yeah, yeah it's going to be a hell of a, a, hell of a uh, celebration. Uh, the next game for England is Ireland in Melbourne. Afghanistan and New Zealand, as I said before, that's also in Melbourne. Both those games are on Wednesday night. Uh, anything you want to say about, about England? Uh, they, they look really balanced. You're right. There was a wobble, but they, like Afghanistan have good spinners. They fielded poorly Afghanistan, but uh, I, I suppose highlights for England are like Mark Wood um, just bowled absolutely rapid. Uh, was it the fastest consistent spell in T20 cricket yep. ever? No ball beneath 140 k's an hour. Yeah. Uh, he he he's I think he's the quickest going around. Mark Wood. Uh, so I'm looking I forward agree. to seeing him at the MCG. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they, they're they very balanced at the top. They've got two world-class opening bats. David Milan can come in and control, manipulate the field. He can go if he needs to, but mm-hmm. he he then um, sets up the innings for the guys who come after him as well. Their fielding is obviously outstanding. Sam Curran is uh, – sorry if you already spoke about him. He's um, he's – He's one of the best T20 players in world cricket uh, right now. Yeah, he might be the form bowler in the world that, right that, now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, so every, every, everything's coming up England. Um, so – it's a shame for them this Friday. Um, that, that, that actually means you're not looking good, uh, paradoxically. Too early. Yeah, you got, you're gone. Sorry, you've gone too early. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, England England look great. Uh, we're going to the game on Friday, aren't we? Mm, and yeah, we're also we'll outside the ground. Yeah, we'll be doing side mouth. If you're around, come say good day. So, if you don't know what side mouth is, you can go on YouTube. I mean, we've done two now. We did one for the Boxing Day test, um, and then we did one last night for uh, India Pakistan. So, it was really good fun. Um, don't know if it's going to be the same energy, but I think there should be some very confident English mm. men and women. So, uh, so mm. come and say good day. Friday night, too. Big week Friday of work. Be, uh, I think there'll be a few more beers around than there were last night as well. <laughs> bars Generally, will be yeah, bars will be packed. Ba- bars will be packed. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it should be a good game. Subject to Australia getting past Sri Lanka at Perth, which, it, uh, as as you so eloquently said, if they can't, bin. <laughs> I'm a man of letters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the rest of the World Cup. Okay, so the West Indies failed to qualify. They lost yeah. to Ireland by nine wickets in the final game of the qualifiers. Um, Sad. That is fucking, yeah. Sad. Uh, Ricky Ponting said it was a disgrace. <laughs> oh, um, uh, Desmond Haynes said uh, that we're not going to force guys to play for the West Indies. You know, it's, it's getting to that kind of territory. Right. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so grim, you know, when, especially when like a lot of those guys don't want to play test cricket. They want to focus on the T20 side and they're not even making fucking the, the, the latter stage of the super 12s of yes. a world cup. And it's, uh. it's so disappointing because they've got some serious players with that can light up any tournament. So the tournament is lesser for not having them there. Sri Lanka, Zimbabwe and Netherlands also qualified with Ireland. So they're all through. Um, Sri Lanka beat Ireland yesterday in the uh, in the warm up game to India Pakistan over there in Hobart. They smashed them by nine wickets. Bangladesh are playing Netherlands right now as we're recording this, and South Africa get, get, gets underway um, for their first game against Zimbabwe, an all African okay. affair in Hobart tonight. That's where you would play the African the African derby, Hobart. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is it the, a famous the derby? African derby? The African derby. I don't know. I'm just trying to get some footy stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, um, okay. So that is what's all happening. Uh, so I hope people are getting into the World Cup. Like, you reckon it. Australia's getting into the World Cup? The, the country? Hard what, what, to what, tell. What, it's, what, I mean, have I you think, got your finger on the pulse? What's the temperature well, of the nation mm, vis-a-vis the T20 World mm, Cup? A little lukewarm, I think. Yeah. I mean, outside the MCG, we got to the ground about four or five hours before the first ball, and there were thousands of people outside the ground, and it was energy. It was so much fun that felt like there was a World Cup, World Cup happening. Mm. 
We weren't. We didn't stay in Sydney um, for the first game against Australia New Zealand. Though it was there was decent. There was decent. There was forty thousand people there. They, we they, had there, we, there just were not forty thousand people at that ground at the SCG. Well, there's a site now's fifty, I think, yeah, at the SCG. It wasn't, it wasn't four fifths. I, I don't know. You know, it it it, it looked. For, for a game that they were billing as sold out. Sold out. Oh, it was nowhere near uh, sold out. It was just there, – there were pockets of empty seats around. Yeah. Uh, mm. I, just, I just wonder, in, in Australia, it's like we're, we, we have the winter footy season, we have summer cricket season, and this mm, is we're in, cha- we're in changeover season at the moment. Mm. Uh, it's more sort of a jasmine smell. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's just how we roll, you know? It's almost, know. It's almost jacaranda season, isn't mm. it? Almost. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. That's when that's that's when those beers start flowing. Mm. Um, oh yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't we're, know. we're in sort of MJ Bale season. People are putting suits in for you know for spring carnival. It's more racing season, if anything. We've been speaking, yeah, yeah. We've been speaking on this for a little while, but you know, world cricket is just going towards T Twenty. That's just where it's yeah. going, and that's not our that's not the country's relationship with the sport. Mm. It's it cri- doesn't really take enough. Yeah, it's Christmas. That's yeah. what that's what the sport. But is. also, cricket is like Summer. it's still confusing. This is formats deluxe. Mm. There's three formats. You got the hundred and mm. there's T10s knocking about. And unless it's in Australia to watch it, it's shocking times. Mm. Like it, like okay, first session of the Ashes in England. You can watch that. It starts at like eight o'clock, doesn't it? Eight mm. eight thirty something like that. Mm. Everywhere else, midnight, one a.m. So it's actually no wonder where we actually only pay attention to stuff here. Mm. Just not really on exactly, and you can't access it because there's no internet here yet. Mm. Yeah, that's right. You listen to the Great Cricketer Podcast. <laughs> well, as ever, Pez, the Great Cricketer Podcast is presented by Budgie Smuggler, yeah, um, who have been long-term partners of ours, and in turn, us them. Um, <laughs> kind of implied, <laughs> but are you partners with them? Do you love them? This is my wife, and in turn, <laughs> I am her husband. <laughs> She gets around me and I, in turn, get around her in a circular motion, sometimes with a knife. Sort of <laughs> Fuck it. And this is my son. Uh, uh, That's like a happens. cockfight. Um, I had plenty of those in great cricket, cockfights in the oh, tubs. Mate, I had plenty of them at fucking functions as well. That's <laughs> yeah, a big cock-off. All right, but budgie smuggler, they're dipping the toe in the water in the old yeah. uh, underwear uh, there. Uh, mate, they're, they're la- uh, mate. All right. Budgie, budgie Smuggler are launching, I believe, for the first time, uh, an underwear range. Okay. Uh, so we're not just talking okay. about swimwear now. We're getting into into, in, into undies. Good. Uh, they are built for Australia. They are lightweight. They are breathable. This is the real deal. Uh, you can get Budgie Smuggler underwear in your favourite smuggler prints. I'm uh, going to tell you what they cost soon, and you're going to get an enormous discount with a code that TGC is about to offer. But for every pair you buy... One dollar goes to the Black Dog Institute. Uh, they want people to feel good, both literally about the fa- fabric and the product, but also about the broader impact they're having on the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, here are the prices, and these are very, very reasonable prices for excellent underwear. Uh, you can get a pair of budgies underwear for twenty nine dollars, or you can get five. You can get a bundle, which is five for one hundred and five dollars. Uh, now, if you Get a bundle, then you can get um, you can get twenty percent off that as well with the code we're about to give you. Uh, so if you want twenty percent off either one or a bundle, mm-hmm. uh, use the code Alpha A L P H A. Use the code Alpha. You're going to get twenty percent off. Twenty percent off. Twenty percent off that I'm bad boy. Sick of giving these codes value. Oh, it's just valued. Of- what? Sorry about that. On sorry a free about the, show. Sorry about the value. Boys, cut the ads. Yeah. Now it's valid. It's valid <laughs> till November five only. 
Okay. So get it. So, but they're launching this tomorrow. So you're gonna see a whole bunch of content around the uh, budgie fuck underwear. Yeah. But these guys don't. They don't fuck around budgie with this stuff. Like like budgie's got more arms and legs to it than uh, simple budgies that go over your genitals and your <laughs> and whatever else. Uh, they're they're, they're branching robots. out. It's a, it's it's apparel and now it's budgie underwear. Been waiting for this moment. Fuck and you yeah. know you, we know they're sneaking up on a couple other brands. We're not gonna name Mr. Speaker, but uh, <laughs> it is a great Australian brand made in Australia. Lightweight, breathable. What more could you want in some underwear? And you get the twenty uh, percent off with the code Alpha at checkout. Go follow Budgie on Smug on go go follow Budgie Smuggler on socials. Yeah, as well. don't go follow Budgies at Smuggler dot com <laughs> um, because that's a that's something the government's looking into at the moment. That's right. Uh, that's but right. that's a more complex issue because we should be uh, more hospitable. They got refugees. some refugees. They, they got some good shit on socials. What I'm saying. T twenty stars pairs. Let's talk about T twenty stars because we've got a little something coming up at them this week. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, we we're, we're do. Back in the if we can we're sort back, it out, we're back in the net. We're going to try and get back in the nets this week. Have haven't talked uh, to Cricket Victoria about this yet, but if you did follow our content the we, other we, day we only net at professional facilities i need to see how fast the ball's coming down and that's stuff like right that. that's but, right uh, if you'd followed us the other week we, we had a little bit of a net uh received a lot of feedback on various technical issues and 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 a lot of it was um very poor feedback but um uh we were doing all that in preparation for this net we're having with that's shane right. watson was that what that was for yeah that's <laughs> it was right prep. yeah it was yeah. prep uh well, you were drunk so um <laughs> don't remember yeah and so that net with Shane Watson is happening on Thursday. Oh, shit, and, uh, okay. I'm okay. not really sure how we're going to do it. Like, like if we're all just in the ball machine, are we going to be bowling to Watto? I'm going to be in absolute bits if that's the case, and that mm. will be heavily edited footage, believe me. <laughs> um, do I want to get bombed by Watto? It might be fun first or second time. Then yeah, it's just yeah. going to bring back bad memories. Yeah. But either way, it's going to be you, me, and Shane Watson in a net, mm-hmm. uh, just again testing out T20 Stars kit. He's so, going to get annoyed uh, when like the ball gets going on the top of the net and you've got to like, hit your bat on top of the net a couple of times to get it back over. And, <laughs> come on, lads, fuck's sake. Uh, but until that point, uh, and, and there, may, there may be a little chat with Watto as well uh, that we're putting out here. That'd be but awesome. um, until that point, you can get excellent deals on bundles at t20stars.com. Cricket season has begun, except mm. in Victoria where it's just raining, so you can still they get They haven't played yet, have they? Yeah. It's it's four, four weeks in yeah. a row? Unbe- unbelievable. Fuck me. Um, head to t20stars.com. Amazing deals on bundles that they've got. You're getting 15% off. Use the code TGC15. See what happens. See what happens. You're getting 20%, uh, 15%, 15% off. 15% off, off at t20stars. Amazing deals with bundles there. And again, we're hugely appreciative of the partnership with t20stars. And just to be clear, they're in partnership with us too. <laughs> Faf C has a new book called Faf Through the Fire, which comes out on Friday. Okay, Pez, can I read you some quotes? Please. Have you read Have you read this stuff? No. Okay. During the first test in Durban, Duplessis writes, the Australian pace attack had got the ball to reverse insanely. <laughs> Mitchell Stark claimed nine wickets, and although I regard him as one of the best proponents of reverse swing bowling I have ever seen or faced, those deliveries in Durban were borderline unplayable. He would come in around the wicket with a badly deteriorated ball and get it to hoop past us. Our balls had also reversed, but not nearly as much as theirs. We suspected that someone had been nurturing the ball too much to get it to reverse so wildly and we watched the second test of St George's through binoculars so that we could follow the ball more closely while Australia was fielding. When we noticed that the ball was going to David Warner quite often, our changing room must have looked like a bird-watching hide (laughs) as we peered intently through our binoculars. There was a visible difference between how Mitchell Stark got the ball to reverse in the first test in Durban and the final test in Joburg. We now know that there was an obvious reason for that. I'm not mentioning this atop a high horse. 
In the past, we have also been found guilty of employing unorthodox methods to get the ball to reverse swing. In our team, we just thought, nah, ball tampering and reverse swing have always been there. In fact, it was probably more prevalent when camera technology wasn't as good as it is today. Personally, I don't think Steve Smith did much wrong. It's no secret that all cricket teams want the ball to reverse. Not everyone knows how to accomplish this, especially not inexperienced players. Not inexperienced players. But everyone knows it's wrong to change the condition of the ball. We too have pushed those boundaries. Steve Smith and I have never been friends, but we always played a hard game against each other. And Steve had been willing to defend me publicly in 2016 when Mintgate, inverted commas, broke. Didn't know that was a gate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I texted him that evening in Cape Town. Uh, this I just is, didn't know it got gate status. I got gate status. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know oh. there was a mint issue. It was a mint issue. Was a, it yeah. sort of got it, it it elevated itself to gate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> so he's talking about um, texting Seth Smith. He said, "I texted him that evening in Cape Town. Message of support. There, sorry, now I'm reading the text. Message of support. Gone through this myself. It is a terrible experience when they attack your character. Hang in there. It will blow over." He responded, "Thanks, mate!" Exclamation mark. Thanks, mate! Exclamation mark. To which I replied, there will be a shitstorm for a while, but stay strong. He then continues, I have tremendous sympathy for what he, Bancroft, went through. This is what happens in a team when the culture of belonging is restricted to performance and when players are made to believe that they need to prove themselves at any cost before they feel accepted. I'm going to stop reading the quotes okay. now. A uh, few responses to that, which, um, you know, uh, just all, it's just never not interesting. I like, uh, mm. you know, the... Um, you can tell there's been some like uh, legal eagling over various verbs that he uses. <laughs> you know, like what word should I use to describe our suspicions about what they were doing to the ball? Someone had been nurturing the ball. Nurturing, you know, like, like nurture is just such a positive term, isn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah. You know, I get nurtured from you know my mother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you nur- you nurture a child. Yes. Uh, at the nursery. That's right. And <laughs> um, so I like that. I like at least he's saying they were very kind to that ball, raising it well. Oh, beautiful. Um, ensuring it had a good education. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Making sure that it was fed and watered and sheltered really yeah, yeah, nicely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was in. It was given everything given every, every, a child could want. All opportunities. That's right. A pony. Yeah. Uh, anything. <laughs> it's weird because it wasn't a white ball. <laughs> um, we must have looked like a bird watching hide. Uh, now, I like um, I like also then he, when he refers to their uh, he doesn't use the word nurturing for what they did. It's unorthodox methods mm, uh, to mm. get the ball to reverse swing, and then he says, that's you know, that's but, an unorthodox method. Yeah, it, yeah. It, look, I'll, I'll grant you, it's unorthodox. It's like David Brent mm. against the grain, not orthodox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the one hand, on the one hand, he says, you know. Ball tampering and reversing has always been there. We've always felt that. It's like, well, someone tipped off Farney de Villiers at uh, Supersport or whatever that yeah, is yeah, because yeah, yeah. they seemed pretty interested, more interested in players yeah. doing stuff to the ball than I've ever seen from any other uh, mm. TV uh, yeah, network yeah. before. But they're, they're entitled to do that. I'm not saying, you know, that's where it went wrong. I've got to say, all of that was pretty funny. Oh. Like, like the it being all synchronised was mm. pretty funny. Yeah. Like that's a fucking Australia straight into the honey trap. Like that's yeah. that's not not funny. Yeah, I'll just follow it around. It was, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was a perfect storm. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, Faf, Faf just letting Steve know. Like, look, I've been something through like similar through. It was a blowover. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm not sure it really sort of blew over yeah. for Steve. Like, He's being escorted out of the airport by the police at that stage. <laughs> nah, don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> We've all been through. I mint gate myself. <laughs> mint Fuck what? Up. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, so and he's he's pointing at the end about Bancroft is is true is true 
yeah, but yeah. Uh, it is interesting. It's like you know, we watch. He didn't. He doesn't actually say. We noticed something happened when Dave Warner had the ball, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's no real suggestion that Warner was using sandpaper, and he doesn't actually explain what it is that they saw Warner doing. Yeah. But yeah. you know, there's all sorts of anecdotal stuff about what the Aussie has, Aussies had been doing prior to sandpaper. Oh, I do at the time. Broad so, was talking about why they got the ashes in the ashes. It got to swing. That was in twenty. 17 or yeah. something you know yeah. how did it swing there yeah, yeah. but you know there's all, all these things like just ladder up to what faf ultimately says which is like we, we were all doing everyone shit. was doing it it was just a really <laughs> dumb fucking yeah. vis- visceral kind mm. of method that made people go like oh what and then obviously both yeah. those guys paid for every mistake that has ever happened in australian cricket yeah, yeah, yeah. under the kind of dimension of public general ugliness right. uh, for 40 years yeah, uh, yeah anyway but it looks like oh the wheels are in motion to lift that leadership band so and now Fast Book's coming out, and uh, he follows follows us on Instagram. <laughs> um, it was it was noted by a number of people in the press that um, he talks about he has great sympathy, tremendous sympathy indeed for Cameron Bancroft, and he said he had support for Smith as well. And he, ne- he had no mention of Warner. Um, <laughs> Less so, so for you know, uh, David. And then, I don't know if you've seen this, but Usman, is, Usman was sort of laughing at the idea that the Aussies were doing stuff before the series. And, you know, I think there's been some uh, another statement by some of the bowlers perhaps or the Austra- or CA that, like, this is – um, this is completely inaccurate. This this uh, version of events. What in in, re- relation, in relation to, to this, yeah. Faf's comments? Yeah, this morning. Oh, yeah. I was it this yeah, morning. Oh, yeah. I completely missed that. No, well, why? I can't, yeah. I can't believe that, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, yeah. So you know, uh, it's it's just one of those things where I, you know I'm gonna completely agree with Faf, and uh, you know there are there are other things at play where they just don't need this to be brought up again. Um, but there's one guy who's got the codes, and Faf wasn't one of them. One guy's got the codes still. It's just the the truth comes out though. It doesn't matter how much you try and uh, suppress it. It's yeah, going sure. to come out one day. But the thing is, we already know. We already know. It's just need to like see the arrangement yeah. of words. Yeah. <laughs> you and know? I, I need a movie and a sort of a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A claim and counterclaim and I need some oh, Amazon no, stuff yeah, yeah. or a new streaming service for me to sign up to. That would be That's good. Right, that I can sign up for one thing, forget about, and just <laughs> pick, pick me off for six bucks a month, six points in a song, job done. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash great. Anyway, yeah, forward slash great cricketer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Sheffield Shield pairs and the WBBL before we get into hashtag RCDC. Okay, Queensland, New South Wales, that ended in the draw, as did Victoria and Western Australia. Renshaw opening the batting 200 red. Did you see that? 200 yeah, red. Did. Hey, did Michael Nisa, do you remember he played for Australia? 136 yeah. batting at seven. Uh, Moses wow. finished 99 not out in the third innings. Nathan Lyon couldn't do the job for him in batting there at number 11. Swepson in the third innings also five for 113. Those are some numbers there, some names and numbers that you like, which is what the Sheffield Shield is. In the Western Australia Victoria game, that was in Melbourne. Western Australia hit 466 and 5 for 185 versus Victorious 4 for 616 declared. Bancroft did 100 in the first innings. Marcus Harris, Hanscom and Sam Harper all hit 100s for Victoria. Pete Hanscom hit 281 not out and they mm, declared. Red. Uh, Sam Harper, uh, the wiki keeper, 132 red as well. So um, that was uh, pretty flat, I reckon. Um, anything else to report on the Sheffield Shield? Names, numbers, is it a bat-off yet? Oh, it's always a bat-off. Are there, are there spots? Are there spots, do you reckon? That's a good, good question. I don't think there actually are. I, I think the test top six is locked in. I think the team's the team. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment. Mm-hmm. Team's the team. Uh, Bank, I mean, Hanscom's the, Hanscom's the form player in, in Shield cricket at the moment. Good. good. I, I, I like it. And I, I, he doesn't want to be known as a guy that's good in Asia, but he is good in Asia. Mm. And there's a small matter of a test series happening over there in February. In February. Uh, he's he's going to be in that squad. But, you know, it is funny. It's like... What has 281 not out at the Junction Oval got to do with um, Axar Patel at Nagpur? I'll tell you, mate, nothing. 
But still 281 red and yeah, good yeah. numbers and they, they must feel good. That must be his 19th first class century because we were reporting on his 18th last week. So plus really? one, that okay. means 19. Right, 18 plus one's 19. <laughs> the WBBL, I've got the table there front, in front of you, Pez. The Perth Scorchers, can they go back to back? Uh, they're top of the table. They were on seven points after five games, three wins and a loss so far. Um, now, this is actually this is something I want to raise to you, Pez. Um mm. Harman Preet Kaur has pulled out of the WBBL. She plays for the Renegades um, and was, Why? in fact, the star player. She has a back issue. Right. Now, she was supposed to miss the first two games because of her commitments with India. They were playing in the Asia Cup, which they won. A, uh, they, they beat Sri Lanka in the final, smashed them indeed. Um, and she has pulled out of the BBL entirely because um, to manage, well, she's got a back issue. Smriti Mandanar had earlier pulled out of the, the tournament to manage her workload, right? All these right. things completely reasonable. No reason to suggest otherwise. Right. But, you know, we, we look at Meg Lanning. No one really knows if Meg Lanning is going to come back, when she's going to come back, if she does. I saw Jess Johnson the other day talking about she'd be happy to fill the void, or she, she'd look at filling the void of being captain if Meg Lanning does not come back. So there's obviously a World Cup for Australia in February uh, in New Zealand. Now, the women's IPL starts on March 22, Pez. There's five teams. There's 18 in the squad. You can play six overseas in that. So you can have six overseas players in the squads of 18. You can play five overseas players in the 11. Four of those can be from full member nations and one can be from an associate nation. That's how the women's IPL is shaping up, right? And now, we know that what they do for the men's IPL, they being the BCCI, they do not allow Indian players to play in other domestic T20 leagues. And I'm just thinking like... I mean, there's no clash. There is no clash with the in terms of schedules for the IPL and the WBBL. Um, but um, as Indian players pulling out, is is that is that where it's going to go? Is that or is this am I am I reaching here? <laughs> I don't know what I meant. Fucking, to, yeah. I don't know what I meant to say to that. You're sort of suggesting now that the IPL's on uh, 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 the BCCI kind of clandestinely pulling their players out to protect the. The women's IPL. I suppose it is actually what I'm suggesting, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I mean, that would surprise me in the sense that like... It hasn't even started yet. <laughs> and there would have been knowledge that the IPL was around the corner. Uh, so you yeah. would imagine there'd be a tap on the shoulder, mm. you know, if that was going to be the case to say pull out of the WBBL. I mean, it's probably just two players who are, who are injured. Almost definitely. Mm. Almost definitely. Mm. But, you know, I was just trying to think of something to bring for this tournament, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. Oh, look, um, I suppose in, in a few days after the last podcast that we did, uh, there was uh, several stories about whether or not Pat Cummins's comments about uh, his discomfort with Australia's uh, sponsorship with Alinta Energy had anything to do with Alinta Energy terminating that agreement a year early. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it brought forth several other articles about and, and you know, think pieces about the, the role of players in um, in kind of influencing these things. Uh, mm -hmm. Several think pieces about sports washing in general around the globe. We see netball going through an issue like this in Australia at the moment as well. Right. Uh, we did touch on it briefly or the same themes uh, of this with Adam Zampa when we're lying in bed with him, shoes on, unfortunately, mm. uh, and, and not under the covers, which would have been nice. Mm. Um, I... <clears throat> 
<laughs> That's the, which, that, that would have been which nice. Which is neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. Someone's hand resting on a leg. Whose hand is it? That yeah. kind of thing. A stolen glance. Mm, indeed. <laughs> um, <laughs> the caress of the foot. A bag on one's head. A bag on one's head and an erection to boot. (laughs) (laughs) Name of the show. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I just thought it was worth. (laughs) Oh, look, I've got no like pre-prepared comments on this, but I thought it might have been worth touching on. You know, there's there's a lot of people saying that it, it appear to be saying players should stay out of this kind of stuff. I noted Cricket Australia's uh, quite strong statement following Alinta's termination of the deal um, that uh, that Cummins' comments had nothing to do with it, that it was completely Alinta's decision and it was not influenced by Cummins' comments. Now, whether or not mm. that's true or not or there is correlation, it doesn't really matter. I think Cricket Australia was signalling to other potential partners that you know its commercial strategy does not get dictated to by a player. Uh, but I do think that it's quite clear that players um, do influence these things, whether directly or not, and I think that they should be able to do that. I think players are huge stakeholders in the brands of these sports uh, and that, that young people, as we can see, w- whatever age you are listening to this show or watching this show, like you know, young people, it is fair to say, are more cognizant of these issues than their predecessors and they yeah. are they they are more influential they literally you can d- demonstrate their influence via things like social media that didn't exist before um I, I think that many of them are more socially conscious and i think that administrations do need to take that into account uh with the netball situation <laughs> oh and that's me that's actually that's actually that's actually interpol you can hear in the background coming to get pez <laughs> Uh, that's me, guys. Yeah. Uh, I think if you arrive at a scenario like Nepal <clears throat> did, where you know, fifteen million dollars from a from a company with um, questionable environmental credentials, among other things, um, is an error of administration to that point. If your sport gets to a point mm-hmm. where the fifteen million dollars from the questionable company mm-hmm. is appealing, then it's probably been maladministered to that point. Right. You know. Uh, I think that any company that comes into sports sponsorship now that doesn't take into account what the players may think about it is also um, ignorant or arrogant. Uh, that's, a, that's a factor. I point to, like, we're not anywhere near those levels, right? But, you know, we have a, um, a position on gambling sponsorships, for example. Mm-hmm. It's not done. We don't talk about it in any wowserish way. People have different relationships to it. We just don't want to um, flood anyone else's... Um, you know, time listening to content with um, talk about how much money they can lose on uh, on on sport. You know, it's just it's just a bit grim from our perspective. Others look at it differently, but the way we see it is like there may be um, six figure, seven figure sums in the offing, yeah, whether yeah. now or later. But I, like, I, I think it would be fair to say he goes that like I kind of regard that money as not existing. You know, like it's like the, the, don't don't even look at it. Yeah, if your yeah. business has to take that money or decides to take that money, you, that that might be the beginning of the end of your business. Because I and it's a comment about younger people. I think younger people, by and large, are mm-hmm. rejecting these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, if you're taking that money, then you may be um, commencing the beginning of the end. You mm-hmm. know, of, of your business. Mm-hmm. So, 
uh, I, I just thought that I just thought it was an interesting little um, like episode. A, a few handbags thrown a few days ago about it. Uh, be curious to see the kinds of sponsors that CA bring on from now. Um, it's really just a comment on the way young people are seeing things, and I say like all power to them. And I think it's good that they're speaking up on those things, on the things I specifically agree with. <laughs> yeah, I like mm. the things that I like. Yeah. Uh, so that was one other thing. He goes. <laughs> Mate, did you see um did you see that uh Xi Jinping has now gone past like he has um removed the two term mandatory thing in China, the mandatory thing, mandatory terms in China, so he's had to move on. So now he's he's gone for a third term and now it's it's suspected that he will go for life. And we haven't seen this since Chairman Mao in like forty years. Have you seen this? Haven't uh, happened like overnight. I I I saw a Patreon message saying, What if you told Xi Jinping that he was president eleven? Ching Ping, <laughs> <laughs> mate, it is. Uh, it's it's quite remarkable. The, yeah. the, what's 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 happening there, and obviously what that means for Taiwan, and and you know uh, a roller coaster ride for the um you know the rise of China, but their economy is struggling. Generally mm. speaking, also sl- second lowest birth rate China in Asia right. at well, the one point one six. Okay, what's and the birth? That sounds like a very crickety stat. What's the birth? What's the birth rate? <laughs> what are they going at? What's that? One point one seven. One point one six. Feels like one point one seven. Morally, it's more of a sort of one point two. He he strikes them well. No, it's it's just uh, it's it's just amazing what's happening. Just you know, across well, China's obviously a massive superpower right right near Australia. Mm. That's why we talk about it, you know, on and off from times. But um, yeah, just uh, just remove the two term mandatory mandatory thing, and now yeah. he's gone for life. Now he's going to be a lifer. And I was just thinking, like, if you want to show off a massive cock, manscaped is a job. We got there. Uh, if you want to show off a massive cock, you want Manscaped. You want Manscaped? Uh, bit of new copy too. Manscaped wants to wish you a Merry Christmas in October plus November copy. Now, here's a choice for you. Here goes. <laughs> bit of Black Friday stuff coming up. We're going to be getting yeah. around Manscaped oh, there racist. as well. As <laughs> <laughs> Why can't it just be Friday? Yeah, so someone said yesterday, like, oh, Pakistan come out firing firing the shots. It's like, <laughs> well, okay. Wow, well, okay, well, calm that's, down. That, uh, I'm not sure there's enough security for that. <laughs> Lazy. Uh, so <clears throat> a couple of talking point options here for you. Here goes. Uh, one is uh, titled holidays came early, male, female, or female sexual. Uh, the other one is thankful, male or female. Take your pick. I want thankful today, mate. Can I yeah. get thankful? Thankful, male or female. I want thankful male. You're a thankful male. I am a thankful male at okay. the moment. Thankful male uh, for the PP 4.0. Um, Oh, performance package, right. Been saying, Only been saying it for a year. <clears throat> this holiday season, I'll be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's performance package 4.0. Oh, I love dessert as well. That's nice. The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. Uh, th- tell your in-laws about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer. <laughs> and gift yourself all the man in your life. Well, hang on, I said man. Uh, the uh, and and that may be the case actually. Uh, the man in your life, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use the code TGC for free shipping and twenty percent off. All right, here goes. Uh, you yeah. don't have in laws uh, yet. I would not talk about my manscaped um, cutting-edge ball trimmer with my mother or father-in-law. You know what? So far, um, you know, I've met the parents um, that uh, it hasn't come up organically. I have been looking for a window. You know, sometimes you've got to wait for a window. You're, like, you're, trying, to, you're trying to edge it into the conversation. You're, you're the use of how you trim your pubes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know that. <laughs> 
and I, you know, because I thought Halloween might be an opportunity where we were sort of talking about pumpkins, and I was just, I was just trying to get in, but then, yeah, and mum just is yeah. that a pump? Where did you get that? I mean, I'll tell you how <laughs> I, I trim my pumpkins, Jenny, Jen, Jen. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys think your holiday spread is good? It's time to give thanks to the Manscaped Performance Package, or as I like to call it, the perky, perfect package for your package. Nice. Inside, you, yeah, okay. Look, there we go. There's heaps of other dot points. Manscaped, again, I, I've, I've, I escaped the other day. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Job really done. Good to, yeah, six points <laughs> a song. song. <laughs> <laughs> I actually sing my club song. Uh, while I I, uh, I shave myself, yeah, and uh, and after that, yeah, six points in a song, little beer in the shower, fantastic. Here, What's the website? Here, beauty. It's manscaped.com. Use code TGC for twenty percent off. That is fucking value once again. Hashtag shipping. <laughs> Hashtag TGC. Simon wrote in. He said, "Dear Monster Hippocampus and Samwise Pterodactyl." Long time listener, first time asked TGC. Before I get started, I just want to say your podcast is one of the best things to survive the spicy cough, and I hope you keep finding ways to make monies off of our weird little community of shared trauma for years to come. Thanks, Simon. I haven't played cricket in five years now, now 26, and what a blessing it has been. No 40 degrees days in the sun, no covers on a Friday, no older men forcing their toxic masculinity on you, showers, binge drinking, unwarranted sex stories of their partners, and best yet, no emotional edging by the brief, euphoric personal wins followed by weeks of feeling like you're, you're the kid picked last in gym. In short, I'm happy. I have more time, hobbies I like, and don't have to defend cricket to every girl I come across when they ask why I can't do things on Saturdays. My conundrum comes in the form of a new social circle and their passing interest in cricket. I was invited around for a weekend breakfast with four other blokes I've known for a little under a year to enjoy a lovely morning of pancakes, croissants, coffee, etc., etc. The conversation starts with usual bloke stuff, what the surf is doing, wherever, where everyone was last night. Uh, where was everyone last night? Who was seeing someone new? Who has a date coming up? Good luck, son. So on and so forth. Unexpectedly, the conversation turns to cricket. Score! <coughs> I hadn't realised they were fans. This is my area. I listen to TJC weekly, read results, and generally try to stay abreast of things since retiring. Ha, quitting. My friend starts talking about the Oz versus England T20 series currently happening in England. Now I didn't watch Now I didn't watch this game. Test and finals, finals only, thanks. But I'm always interested to hear what they think on the players and to see the general engagement level these days of the uninitiated, which for me was using a box to pretend you're Darth Vader as a 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly, the lads start sharing their cricket stories, a season here, school knockout there, and the shared experience by all of the metal ring of rusty stumps in the driveways. It swings to personal bowling techniques or favourite shots. We're on here. I have loads of success stories I can pick from and turn into witty banter and keep the conversation rolling. Jesus. Unfortunately, what I chose to share was my pet peeve as a fast medium bowler. I start with my description of a good short of a good short of a length ball that is either swinging or nipping off the deck, which normally is either left alone, blocked, or results in a wicket to decent players. My peeve, I explain, was when a lower order fuckhead comes in shortly after a wicket and tonks the ball over my head for a boundary. No respect at all given to the ball as is deserved. I explain that when this happens to me, I'm out for this coat's blood. He's getting a broken fucking arm or knocked the fuck out. A bouncer, no exceptions. I don't care if they look like they're three... 
they're three chips short of a heart attack, have one foot in the grave or come from juniors in the morning, they're getting my 120% effort to hurt them. As you boys might say, I grew an extra head. I awaken from my aggression-fueled rant to shocked and appalled faces. I've got, I've got, I've gone too far. I had the opportunity to share in the banter whilst asserting dominance as the cricket nuffy of the group, but instead I wind up looking like a complete psychopath who needs mental help. I try explain this is the mindset you need to have as a bowler. The opposition isn't your friend. You channel your entire being into trying to deliver the perfect ball, and sometimes this needs aggression. Needless to say, this results in confused faces. I let the conversation move along to less risky topics like next beers or old mate's pregnancy scare, and not long after, I hastily make my excuses and leave. My questions to you boys is thus. One, have I alienated my new group of friends by oversharing into deep and dark mental game of cricketers and set myself up as the crazy bloke ready to snap? Two, is the visceral nature of the game in all its glory, not appropriate to those who haven't lived it. Three, do I need to seek professional help to try and understand why my 15 years of cricket social brainwashing resulted in me sharing a very personal and hateful yet programmed response against the opposition to a group of near strangers when all they were wanting was a cute story of some wickets for a clean six, wickets or a clean six. Four, my dad still plays park cricket at near 60 and gives up his weekend for bogans in the suburbs over instead of spending time with his family and doesn't fail to mention each weekend after getting a duck that he still has a century and I don't. I wonder that if because I can't alpha my dad, everyone's dream, I tried to execute a poorly constructed and ill thought out alpha tale on my mates. Thoughts? Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Simon in Newcastle. Uh, Thank you, Simon. This is a good question because I think it gives rise to a really – foundational fundamental rule about how you present yourself as a cricketer in any group of people okay okay here's a theory i want to run by you he goes please you may be someone who for for whom the truth is you love the game of cricket and 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 it's um a hugely important part of your life and your identity give that to yourself that's ultimately what i was going to say sorry it's like you can never talk your way into people being impressed with your cricketing ability. Mm -hmm. It is actually impossible. And in fact, it's like quicksand. The more you talk, the more passion – this is Australian, obviously, or Anglo. (laughs) The more you talk, the more passion you demonstrate, Mm -hmm. the less respect you'll get from people. That goes all the way to the top of the game of cricket. And in fact, it's even more pronounced there. Mm. The less you say about your cricket, the more you economise how you describe your cricket and your love for it, the more chance you'll be seen as someone who's actually good at the game. Now, Simon, as you can tell Mm. by this fucking 1,500-word question, (laughs) still has not learned that lesson. With the way he's written. Now, the, the truth is, and this is a lovely thing, cricket's a massive thing in Simon's life. Oh, it, it, and that's it, great. It is, and that's great that's in and great. of itself. Good for you. But he cannot verbalise his way yeah. into respect. The more verbiage he attaches to cricket to people, whether they're inside cricket or not, yeah. the, the less they'll be respected. And in the case of his friends, horrified, yeah. as, as they should be. Yeah. And, and he, he's digging. you're digging more of a hole, Simon, by by wanting them to respect you more by talking about cricket. Like, yeah. the, you know, you ask Ricky Ponting, yep. like, whether he likes cricket or he played cricket. Mm. If you ask Ricky Ponting, mm-hmm. his answer could, like, 
He's obviously scored 15,000 test runs or whatever the fuck yeah, it was yeah. and whatever. I'm one of the greatest players. You ask Ricky Ponting, did you play cricket? He'll say, yeah, I played a bit. Yeah, I played a bit. I played a bit. He'll modify, he'll add a modifier around yes to saying a bit to leave you thinking, well, it mightn't have been much. He would say he would say that to an unsuspecting member of the public. Yeah, I used to play a bit. Yeah, I used to That's play a bit. That's it. And now, you, Simon, are talking about fucking getting red, you know, like white line fever and fucking red mist wanting to bump someone. You probably can't bump someone, yeah. truly. You probably yeah. don't have the pace to do that. Uh <laughs> And because you're desperate for people to see your, you know, edge mentality about what a great bowler you are and stuff like that, you know, it's it's fucking written all over you. Just yeah. stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? Someone asks you about the greatest thing you've ever done in cricket or whatever, like like Eric Hollies, like knocking over Bradman with a wrong, and he's yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. like if someone asks that to Eric Hollies, like, what's your greatest moment in cricket? Ah, oh, I knocked over a bloke once, you know, like <sighs> I don't know. Fuck the, okay. the clubhouse. <laughs> under the covers, I took the I took the uh, I took the poles out of the covers. I got under them and had sex with a woman consensually <laughs> at the oval there. <laughs> and, and the next go, morning, yeah. I did Bradman. <laughs> they call it. I did Bradman with a bosey. Right. They call it the Bradman hallway. Wait till you see what they call the covers. Wait till you see. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he spoke too much <laughs> So you revealed too much <laughs> He revealed too much revealed That was his much. problem Didn't it Didn't do much His oh, career afterwards Fucking hell Yeah Fucking hell <laughs> Under the covers A couple of other boys Started peeking <laughs> One of them was saying Son of a gun <laughs> <laughs> Alec Bedster in the corner Son of a gun or Was that his brother <sighs> They used to bath together Didn't they <laughs> Uh, a little drive-by on the bedses. <laughs> Finally, someone did it. Oh, mm, could play fucking hell, man. Fucking hell. All right. I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed that. I hope you're enjoying the cricket. I hope you got World Cup fever. Or if you haven't yet, because it's cold and it's wet in Australia generally on the Eastern Seaboard, you know what? Australia just wins a couple of games. You'll be right back into it. As Simon just says, he just liked to test and he might watch a final. And that, you know what? That's Australia and that's fucking perfect. I hope we make a final or some shit. We'll see you guys on the internet next time.